Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. A very happy Tuesday to everybody out there listening on the radio, listening on the app, watching on YouTube, Twitch, wherever ESPN 1320 TV is. We appreciate you watching and listening. I'm Kyle Madsen here. Over there on the other side is James Ham, And we have a, another Kings loss to talk about as they fell to the New Orleans Pelicans last night in the first game of the knockout round of the in-season tournament. Um <clears throat> We talked a lot last week, James, about bad losses. Last night, to me, I'm categorizing that as a bad loss. That was not. That was not a not a good loss to have. I agree with you, Kyle. I don't think it was a good loss at all. And I think I don't. We're gonna have to dive into this deep, but I think at at some point, this is the loss that shows you the flaw that has to be fixed for this team to take the next step. Mm. It just flat out is. What's that? They. They just don't have the length and athleticism at the three and the four mm. to compete against some of these teams. Yeah, Like a lot of the teams they do, some of the teams they don't. There are going to be bad matchup teams for this for the Sacramento Kings. Mm. And until they figure out a way to address a very specific problem that they have had for two and a half years, three yeah. years, yeah. unless they figure out a way to address it, they're going to run up to a, a certain point where they plateau and where they can't get over. And again, like Mike Brown is a defensive coach. He doesn't have defensive players. At, at a certain point, in order for him to make this thing work, he has to have at least one or two guys that are elite defenders that, that can handle. And again, the Pelicans have a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And you roll up against a team like that, that they've got the players that you need. Yeah, like that. If you Herb could Jones, ever, yes. Trey Murphy, yes, players like I, I mean, Brandon Ingram is is long and athletic, not an awesome defender, but well, no, but you don't have anyone that can defend Brandon Ingram, right? Yeah, he's gonna he's That's gonna be a plus because of because of what he does offensively. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. The, the Pelicans are 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 really tough. I think this is where this is. This is what I was struggling with last night as I watched the Kings get out to this huge lead. And I told you before the game, I was like, the Kings are either losing this or boat racing these dudes. Oh, Where yeah. They're either, it's either a bad matchup or they're going to be like, you know what? Those two games in New Orleans weren't indicative of, of what this is. We're the better team. We're going to go show you. And I thought you saw that 
early on. They were attacking CJ McCollum defensively. They were attacking Zion Williamson defensively. And it looked like the Kings were going to have a night where they just kind of roll and they look like, you know, one of the best two or three teams in the Western Conference. But as that game wore on, you saw the matchup issue. You saw it, A, it, during the first quarter mm-hmm. as the Pelicans kind of came back. But I thought I, I, I thought the Kings had some self-inflicted wounds in there that, that didn't necessarily help matters. But the fact that the Pelicans just so kind of methodically came back in that game and then took a big lead and then were able to fend off every single Kings run to eventually extend the lead and win by 10, that's where all of that, everything you just laid out in terms of why the Pelicans are a bad matchup for the Kings, all of that kind of came to the fore. Yeah, and what happened was the Kings just started turning the ball over. They yeah, started getting loose. Really they started strange. getting a little full of themselves mm-hmm. in the la- in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. They couldn't miss. I mean, at one point, I think they were like 13 to 15 from the field. They couldn't miss nuts. at all. Yeah. Everything's flowing. Everything's great. But it was just masking the fact that they weren't playing defense. Mm-hmm. And, and then once they started turning the ball over, um, uh, again, De'Aaron Fox just had a, a absolutely the worst first half I think I've seen him have in a in a like a he, couple of years. Was he sick or so, like he no. looked he he looked like he I don't want to this is I, I hate saying this because I know this is not the case but this is how it looked on television. I know it's not the case for real. It looked like he was like, "Eh, I don't care tonight." He looks worn really out. Odd. He looks worn out a mm, little bit, but yeah. at the same time it was like he wasn't mentally locked in in the first half. I mean, he had five turnovers, like boom, 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 boom. And the thing is, he just talked about it at the post game yeah. two days earlier about how he's really taken pride in not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. We just did like an entire segment on him only averaging Dude, two turnovers a, per game. That's all I could think about. <laughs> the whole time, he'd, not ha- he'd had one game where he had four turnovers, and he turned it over five times, including he got Alvarado'd. He got Grand Theft Al- Alvarado. Honestly, two things on that. One, incredible nickname. Yes. That's A+. plus. Two, that one wasn't even like, ah, you know what? That's going to happen. That's what. That's literally a Jose Alvarado's peak value in the NBA is because of that, that play. kind of play. And like, yeah, do but- you love it? No, but... He wasn't focused. Yeah. Like, he there were a couple knows. Of lazy passes in the half court. Oh, it was just yeah. a. It was yeah. Really, of all the players you expect to see that front, like, De'Aaron's at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Now, <laughs> since we're on the De'Aaron Fox topic, we'll just stay here for a second. I also get it. This is a player who they rely on night in and night out. And we talk about he's, he's that, that superstar player. He can have a bad half. Of course. Was it, if this had happened, if <laughs> let's take in-season tournament out of this, and let's just say they were happy to be playing the Pelicans a third for a third time in whatever <clears throat> three weeks or whatever. Yep. Take the in-season tournament aspect out of this. I don't even think it's yeah. Darren had a tough half, but whatever. Like I don't even think it's really that noteworthy. But because I think the stakes of the in-season tournament, it's you know quote unquote winner go home. They have already lost to the Pelicans twice. I think that amplified it a little bit for me. I think so too, but I also like if we go back to the playoffs, De'Aaron Fox was incredible in the playoffs, right? Like, so I was, I was confused by what was happening because it almost felt like it's the first time you've been there and you make some mistakes because mm-hmm. you haven't been there before. Yeah, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And and when he was in that situation, he rose to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the best player on the floor 
for for a bunch of time during the Golden State Warriors in their playoff run. Yeah, it wasn't until the finger injury that he really you know took a, a step backwards. Mm-hmm. But even still, like I just like he kept shooting threes; they weren't going. He was running into the lane, but without the same sort of vigor. And then he just kept running into people and turning the ball over. Didn't I, seem to have a plan. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was confused by what. Was, and then in the second half, he was he was himself, but you had lost momentum. Mm. Like you had all this momentum building and then you, you let them have confidence. Yeah. And once you didn't have confidence and they did like the thing swung, I I thought the fans were incredible. Um, I, you know, there was a tragic situation last night in the, in the stands, Kyle. Awful. Um, I, I've heard that it was a 33 year old male with a history of heart problems, um, had shortness of breathing and, and literally uh, went down during the game, and they they were not able to to uh, revive him. And unfortunately, you know, yeah. uh, he passed away. So condolences to the family. Um, just a tragic situation that happened during the game. I don't even Dur- think during I, I the didn't, first quarter. I didn't even see what see like commotion or anything. But then we started hearing reports of it, like like while we were in our seats around, I don't know, the fourth quarter, late third. I talked to multiple people who were there. As in the stands, like with as as fans mm-hmm. who went n- couldn't had no idea anything was happening. Yeah, it was in like section one twenty two or one twenty four. Uh, that's what I heard. I don't know yeah. exactly where that's at. The so um, it, it sounds as if you know they they did a good job of you know like trying to take care of the person the best they could, but there was uh, unfortunately nothing they can do. So again, yeah, condolences to uh, the the Kings brutal. fans that was out there. Um, the family uh, of uh, the the fan that passed away, but um, yeah, Kyle, uh, the Kings just you know there are going to be certain times where you don't have it, and I, I thought they came out with like a, a like a blistering like offensive performance to start, but again, it's it's what Mike Brown always fears mm-hmm. is that you just fall in love with how pretty the offense is, and you don't you don't do what's necessary to stop the other team and you allow the other team to build something quietly while you're out there hitting every single shot. And as soon as your unsustainable play starts to taper off and they've built something that's sustainable, they track you down and they pass you. And then it's, you're in a fight and the Kings didn't have it. I think that sometimes a box score lies, right? Mm -hmm. But I think when you go look at the box score from the first quarter last night, I think it tells that you can you can find the numbers to tell the story because there's no reason when you look at the Kings going 13 of 20 from the field and 7 of 11 from three. Oh, yeah. Hang up 36 points. You're going, they are up but big. They're I up double digits. I think they missed their last five shots. Yeah, was, I think they were 13 late. to 15. It was ugly late. Yeah. But then you go down and you go 11 assists. Okay, ball's hopping around. So 11 assists on 13 made shots is like, that's the offense. That's what you want, right? But then you go turnovers. Six. Six turnovers in a quarter. Yeah. Fouls. Seven. And that's what, that now, slowed the game down, got the Pelicans to the line. And that to me was, was oh, that's how the Pelicans wind up only down a point at the end of that quarter. I'm going to say this too, like, Tony Brothers has no business refing any big game in the M- NBA. I don't personally think he should be refing any games <laughs> in the NBA. Sure. But a big game like this, like 
the touch fouls are ridiculous. Let the like the players well, should be deciding this but, game. The physicality level, everything should be decided by the players. And yeah. then on top of that, they frustrated the Kings so much that we almost had like a fight. Like mm-hmm. their ineptness as officials and calling like weird ticky tack stuff, but not physical stuff, led to like a near brawl in the court between Trey Lyles and and Jonas uh, Valanciunas. Ugly. I didn't. I'm. <clears throat> my whole thing with with officiating is, if you're gonna call ticky tack fouls, I hate it, but okay, just do it on both ends, man, and do it consistently. Yeah. You can't have one possession where hey. Anything goes under the basket. Guys fouled on the on the drive, fouled on the rebound. Got foul as the ball goes out of bounds. Like uh, okay, you're gonna let him. You're gonna let him play. I I'm here for it. Yeah. But then the ensuing possession can't be a uh, uh, tap on the on the arm on a blow by and oh, and one. I, you can't. Yeah. I I need it. Co- give me consistency. That's all. And that that's what the players need too. They need to know, hey, am I going to be able to defend physically and maybe get away with a little more tonight? Yeah. Or do I have to stay back because any small touch foul is going to get... And when that changes from possession to possession, that makes <laughs> that makes an already hard sport way harder. Yeah, we even had to play where Alvarado flopped and then they reviewed it. I was floored. But we didn't get a, a review of it. Like in the stadium, we didn't get a legitimate review of it. Did you go back like, and watch it? No, I, I still bro, don't know. bro. But to I, back him up, I was floored that that was a an offensive foul. He didn't, Fox stood there, and then Alvarado like spins, and his head hits Fox's chin, and he goes down and and embellishes the contact. I thought it was right to review it because I don't know what De'Aaron did. Yeah, maybe maybe there's maybe he was moving, and I just didn't notice it or didn't see it. Maybe I was too focused on the head-to-chin contact. <laughs> I did not see a foul. And I thought for sure when they reviewed it, I was like, oh, this is getting overturned. This is ridiculous. Uh, One is a star and the other isn't. And in the star-driven league where stars get the calls, your star didn't get a call. And then even on review, didn't get the call. Insane. All right, we have plenty more to dive into from the Kings 127-117 loss to the Pelicans last night. Six quick thoughts from James Ham coming up. That's going to set the table for the rest of our conversation. And I had the worst fantasy football loss I've ever had in my life last night. I'll tell you about that as well. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Standing on business. Back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Pelicans 127, Kings 117. The Kings no longer in the in-season tournament. They will face the loser of Lakers' Suns, which is tonight. They will face the loser of that game on Friday. A road game, right? Uh, yes. And I did get an explanation on why it's a road game. Okay. Please so, explain. So because they're trying to balance the schedule and make it 41-41, you know, home and road, mm-hmm. the Suns are on the road mm-hmm. playing the Lakers, Got right? It. Okay, and the so, Kings were at home. And the Kings were at home. So if it's the Suns, the Kings have to travel the Suns because of that rule. If it's the Lakers, they both had home games. The Lakers were the higher seed. 
So you have to go travel to mm, them. Okay. That so, actually makes sense. Yeah, it right, does. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, shout out to Slater. Slater uh, explained that one to me. He Because he had asked the, the league. Yes. Sure. All right, let's get to six quick thoughts here, and uh, let's rip through these because there's so much. I was I was reading through your six quick thoughts at uh, on Twitter last night at James underscore Ham NBA, and so much of what you talked about was what I wanted to dive into with the show. So let's let's get through these, and then dive in a little bit further as we as we go along here. What was your first quick thought from last night's Kings loss? Yeah, it was early mistakes. Uh, De'Aaron Fox went three of twelve from the field with five turnovers in the first half. He finished with six turnovers, which um, very, oh, very... He finished uh, with six? Yeah, he did finish with six. Oh, man. Uh, I think he had one late. Uh, but 30 points, five rebounds, four assists. I didn't think he was a good setup man in this game. Uh, he also uh, he shot one of seven from three. I thought he was pressing. That's what it looked like to me. It looked like mm. a player who was really, really trying and sometimes you can watch a player and see them trying too hard. Yeah. And that's what it looked like. Uh, I thought he was brilliant trying to bring the, the team back in the fourth quarter. But uh, before that, it was a bit of a mess. Do you know when the last time De'Aaron Vox had six turnovers in a game was? It's been a while. January 23rd. Of last year? Of, well, of last season, but of this year. Okay. So almost a full calendar year between games of six turnovers, which is bananas. Uh, that was game 46 last season. Okay, uh, that's you know, incredible. It, he he's really he has taken care of the ball. I mean, he talked that's, about it like he'd only had four turnovers once all season. That's like fifty four games between six turnover <laughs> games for a yeah. guy who handles the ball as much as he does. Oh no, it's it's really good. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, especially for a scorer. I'm like gonna he give. Is. Hey, maybe this makes me soft, and this is why I'm not a New York media guy. I'm giving him a pass. I'm doing it. <laughs> He had a t- he had a tough half. Not even a tough game. He had a tough half. A tough half. No, I, totally. And it it was a bit like you want to see him come out, and you'd like to see those thirty points distributed a little more evenly. You'd like to see a couple fewer turnovers because a couple fewer turnovers maybe in the first quarter. That first quarter goes different. Maybe the game goes different. Okay, I'm there. They were up fifteen. They should have been up twenty by the end of the first yeah. quarter, and the game would have basically had a good chance of being over. Yeah, you have a you have a better chance to bury them at that point. Yeah, you had an opportunity yeah. to break their spirit and to to really put the game away mm-hmm. and you didn't. And yeah. part of it's because you missed shots, part of it's because you turned the ball over a whole bunch out of nowhere. Yeah. Just boom 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 boom. I think it was five straight possessions they turned the ball over. I'm soft. I'm giving him a pass. Okay. All right. Uh number 2. Uh showing up. The Demonis bonus battled for 26 points, 13 boards. 10 assists against a big Pelicans front line. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He was 8 of 12 from the field. He was 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. He had five offensive rebounds, which is a big number for him. Um, he he had a block. And, and again, uh, we can go up and look at, at Jonas Valanciunas' stats, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Like Sabonis wasn't camped was on, on Valanciunas, and mm-hmm. Valanciunas was working. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really, really trying hard. And, and uh, Trey Lyles and him getting into it, it fired him up. You could see like the whole time. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Hoodwinked? Hoodwinked. It's a cartoon. No, I've not. The one with the squirrels? It's the, or like yeah, it's forest creatures, Little Red Riding Hood, and yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've not seen that one. Anyway, there's a guy in there who makes, who makes schnitzels who has a schnitzel truck, and he's also a, a lumberjack. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Valanchunas looks just like him. <laughs> his, Perfect. His beard, like, like 
comes out. Oh, like, perfect. Like it's a huge it's beard. It's a strong that, beard. Like, extends out. Yeah. I saw somebody call him Walmart brand Travis Kelsey. That made me laugh. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, they but, look vaguely similar. Yeah, the beard hair, though, it's almost like it wedges outward. Like it's it's very like intimidating. It's like a, it's it's like a, a helmet for the chin. Yeah. Like you could take it off. Yeah, or like like the front end of a bulldozer. Like <laughs> like you're like, wow, he's gonna run me over with that chin. Offensive foul. Yes. Hit with the beard. Random. Yes, anyway. the, Sabonis, really good when the Kings started coming back in the third quarter as well. Had a big block, was running the floor, was looking to distribute. Um, yeah, Had some big dunks. Yeah. yeah, good game for him. Number three. Uh, number three, surviving a scare. Keegan Murray, lower back issues, left the game in the first half. Uh, but he came back, and mm-hmm. he put up 14 points. He did his best to defend Brandon Ingram, but you could see certain points where he was mm-hmm. he was stiff. Yeah. And he couldn't move laterally the with the same quick. He got a early in the third. I remember Ingram went to blow by him and he just reached out and like kind of grabbed him. And you're like, oh, he like yeah. he's gonna have a really difficult time in this game. And and to make matters worse, like Brandon Ingram on some nights is just gonna be a score that you can't really stop. Yeah. Well regardless um, of how Keegan's back feels. The key is to get physical with him and to not let him get going. Mm-hmm. And the Kings let him get going. Yep. All right, number four. Um, number four, the Energizer. Malik Monk sparked a third quarter run where the Kings battled uh, back uh, thanks to his distributions and shooting. He finished with 21 points and five assists. He started feeding, I, I think first he fed Keegan Murray and then he fed Keon Ellis for mm-hmm. wide open threes on like dynamic drives to the yeah. hoop. It was spectacular. Mm-hmm. And he got them going and they got the fans going and all that stuff. Uh, I, I thought he was really good. Um, and And actually I think Mike Brown relying on him is a good thing. Playing him 33 minutes in a big game I agree, is a good thing. Five of nine from three, really good night. I want to see that consistently from him, especially come playoff time. The pop in Golden 1 Center is a little different when Malik gets going. It is. It's a little bit different when when he starts hitting shots. Yeah, he's the guy that, that definitely energizes the crowd. All right, number five. Uh, Herder, five of 10 from three. I mean, five of 10 from the field, 12 points. Uh, I thought he was... Flying around really well in the dribble handoffs. He was active. Um, Again, I think he had a couple of big rebounds that are memorable. Um, But overall, just two of seven from three. He ran a plus 11 for the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think that it kind of highlights one of the problems that the Kings have is that when you go with him and De'Aaron and Malik Monk at the same time, there's no one that can defend mm-hmm. uh, a guy like Brandon Ingram at that point. So yeah. he he's just not the super athlete with the super length that that Ingram is, and that makes it really difficult. And that's why you need Keegan Murray uh, and more and more and more of Keegan Murray. Herder had a couple of big opportunities last night to hit to hit threes in the third quarter that would have uh, cut it. Um, I wrote this down, and then I didn't bring my notepad with me from home. Sick. Um, he missed a couple of big threes last night, just like front Huge. iron. Like, mm, you want to see, you'd like to see those go down. I think there are two in a row when the Kings were right there. They're right there, mm-hmm. and they could have somehow flipped a switch and got over the hump and got right back in the game. And he, he missed two yeah. wide open looks. Yeah, tough. Yep. Uh, last one, number six. Uh, tournament's over. Yeah, Kings are eliminated from the end season tournament. They'll face the Lakers or Suns on Friday. Whoever loses, they'll face uh, as just a regular old regular season game. Now, mm. I will say this. If they face the Lakers, this is crazy. They could conceivably 
win the season series against the Lakers with two games remaining. So they're already up 2-0 on the Lakers. <laughs> they could potentially go up 3-0 on the Lakers and end the season series already, which is a, a weird dynamic to the end-season tournament. I'm kind of here for it, though. <clears throat> Makes it a big game. Yeah. I think it's something that maybe like you need to figure out if you're the NBA about divisional opponents mm-hmm. and seeding. Because if the Kings would have played either the Suns or the Lakers and the one of those teams would have played the Pelicans, we wouldn't have had this issue in that round. Yeah. Let's talk more about the in-season tournament next. And uh, last night's loss, just kind of a big picture. We're here, we'll hear from Mike Brown, Kevin Herter, Demonis Sabonis. We've got some sound for you there. And I want to whine about fantasy football. I'm going to do that actually next because I would like to get it out of the way. And we'll tell you how to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. That's coming up next as well. He's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the insiders on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I'm not doing this today. I'm not going to have our show derailed by Disneyland talk in our YouTube chat. Just random. Randomness it is. YouTube I'm not. Chat. What what I will say is every single take that people have had on rides so far, you can tell who and who has not been on Rise of the Resistance. That's all. That's that's as far as that's going. And now we're getting back to sports. All Unless right. you have something quick you want to say on Disneyland. No, I think we're okay. I, okay. I I miss Disneyland. My wife has taken the boys a couple of times in the last couple of years because it's like during the season and I can't go. It's a good um, bros trip. I'm down. I'm in. Let me right. know. All right. All right. I'm in there. I dude, I will t- I'm 
I love that place. I do too. I enjoy it differently as an adult, for sure, than I did as a like enjoy it much differently now. Do you? But do I the, still have a good time. Do you have the pins? No, I don't do pins. Oh, okay, so I have the pins. No, as I don't well. do. I, I don't do pins. I don't. I, I don't do all that. But now I more enjoy the like, uh, the a the artistry of it. Oh yeah. B the fact that the the history of it, um the the fact that like Disney Walt Disney Enterprises uh, invented animatronics. Mm. Like that that kind of stuff is is more of into now. But anyways, uh, okay. I digress. All right. Can I whine about fantasy football real quick? Yeah, before let's, we get back to Kings Pelicans. We talked a lot of Kings Pelicans. We're going to continue talking Kings Pelicans. So, I'm sitting there last night. I'm down uh 23 points going into last night's game. In fantasy football. Okay. And this is if you're like, hey, I don't like fantasy football, stay tuned because this is just a competitive uh, thing, less than a fantasy football thing. So uh, I'm down 23 points. I have Travis Etienne and Calvin Ridley. Mm. They have good enough games that uh, in overtime, Etienne had a catch and then a run. I took the lead. I was good to go. Oh, I had a Bengals individual player, individual defensive player uh, who had a tackle in there. So I was good. I was clear by a couple points. So I'm like, all right, I'm all set. I've grinded out this game. Good for me. My opponent had a individual defensive player who was on by. I get a call from our commissioner who lives in Florida. I get a call from our commissioner at 830 our time, 1130 Florida time, 830 our time. He's like, hey. Wanted to call you because it's too much to text, but you're going to lose this game. And I'm like, what? And so I look at the app and I'm like, no, I'm not. And I go and I look at the box and I'm like, did somebody fumble? What What? What are you talking about? He goes, well, for competitive advantage purposes and to avoid people just leaving their teams alone and not looking at it or tanking on purpose or whatever, when somebody has somebody in their lineup who's not playing, I go add the highest scorer in the league and put them in that spot for them. No, that's part of the rules. That is part of the rules, doc. I would never play in that league ever again. I am punting after this season. That is absolutely atrocious. Like as someone who is, man, I don't even want to talk about it. He, it I, this is my 34th year in fantasy football. I once played in a league where, uh, what's Orlando, Orlando Mare? Yeah, Dolphins. Dolphins kicker. Patriots too? Do you play for the Patriots? Anyways, doesn't matter. Single-handedly Dolphins. won the entire league because he had scaled like the point system for a kicker where if you... you oh, for If God's you got sake. a 30-yard field goal, that's, that's three points, but a 40-yard's worth four, a 50-yard's worth six, a 60-yard's worth like nine... And this dude is winning because his kicker is scoring 35 points a week. He won every single game. He had set up the scoring where he won every single That's game the, the entire season. Dumbest and I'm like, thing I've ever heard. You are nothing but a fraud. Like you rigged the rules for your own, and he's the only one that really get like went through and looked at all the rules. Yeah, that's why that's I'm, I'm always so cautious wack. about uh, about joining another fantasy league without like, okay, I need to see all your rules. So, dude, so. <clears throat> this is a dynasty league. It's been going for like a decade. Yeah. I got in this year. Oh no. And I was really excited about it. And here's, so here's the caveat. It turns out that this, I still clinched a playoff spot. This didn't change the standings at all. Whether I win or won or lost didn't change the standings at all. However, it's a principle of the thing, right? 
Well, I totally agree. Like you you go add the highest scoring player. So, and people have brought this up in the YouTube chat, and this is exactly what I intend to do this week because I am petty. I'm emptying my lineup. Oh. And I'm saying, I'm going to go, why would I not? I'm going to go empty lineup, and then the commissioner is going to go in and just put all my highest scoring players in for me? I have no decisions to make? Hell yeah. I'm playing best ball, baby. Wow. Chestnut checkers. That's Let's right. go. <laughs> I'm I it's not that okay I lost a fantasy football game the league's Kyle's 50 pissed. the league's 50 bucks dude I'm not I'm not like yeah losing my house over this right but it's the principle of it that guy and if that guy had left nine guys off his roster and it was clear he's checked out uh, then okay if that's your rule fine he left one individual defensive player up oof and had I I, I got penalized for checking my lineup because I went, ah, I'm going to actually change this thing around. And I took out a player who ended up scoring more points than the player I put in. Yes. So I get penalized now for checking my roster and he gets rewarded for it. That I, I yeah, I would just say, Hey, I'm, I, I would have told the guy right then I won't be back next season. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not going to be back next season. Like, I, no, I'm, I'm not doing that because I don't want some weird rule. Like, Oh, we've had a rule where if somebody says they're going to leave, then they can't win. Or some dumb thing like that. I'm telling them during uh, the offseason. I might even I might even be petty enough to tank the draft. And well, then if you like, tank <laughs> the draft, then do you get like the best possible score every week? Like on- Right, yeah. Hey, I oh. y- you have to drop players because it's dynasty. I'm dropping everybody. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna Kyle, drop everybody. <laughs> Kyle's just going full <laughs> no, I'm full not, angry Kyle. I'm not gonna nuke their league because I could. I mean, I could just drop all my players. Or just start messaging people and be like, hey, you want Brandon Ayuk for a third round pick in 2026? All right, here you go. Yeah. I'm not going to do all that. That's crazy. But I am going to. My current starting lineup is like Geno Smith and Alan Lazard and like Ty Davis Price and, <laughs> and just all these all these guys who are projected to score two points and fewer. I had a buddy who was in a one of those internet leagues where you're up for like 20000 bucks or 25000 bucks. And he uh, he was leading the entire season uh, and going back and forth with one other guy. And then, like, three weeks before the season ends, all of a sudden someone jumps up and is almost tracking him down. And then he has a huge lead on the last week, and the guy, the other guy comes back and beats him by, like, three points. And this is literally, he's going to win, like, a huge national thing where it's, like, 25000 bucks, right? Okay. So... He he's so bummed out because he loses, right? And he's gonna get like a hundred bucks, or he'll get something, but it's not the big not prize twenty five grand, right? Sure. He gets an email from somebody that says, "Hey, they cheated." He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I have proof they cheated." He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Go back to week three on the on the guy who beat you." He's like, "Okay." He's like, "You see Marcus Robinson for the Bears? I think it's week two. Scored four touchdowns." He's like, uh, "Yeah, I see it." He said, Marcus Robinson wasn't available in week two to us. They created a fake uh, team and stuffed it with stats. And so he contacted the the people and said, hey, I've I've already got an attorney and we've got proof that you cheated. Got a check, certified mail for 25K like a couple of days later. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes. And now that guy sits... Underneath the basket wearing crazy sweaters. <laughs> Not because of that, but he's one of the crazy dudes who sits right by the, the bench 
uh, by the King's bench under the basket there wearing crazy stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they may have brought me a Mike Brown sweater from last night. That is wild. See, that's why I'm always leery. That's remarkable. I play in my league that's 30-something, 33 years old, and that's all I play now. Good for you. I'm punting this league. I did win. We we have a five-game win streak. Love that. And uh, we've clinched a playoff spot. Howdy, babe. Because somebody lost last night, and uh, yeah, so we're doing all right. Eight and five. All right. I'm also eight and five now. Should be nine and four, but that's fine. You know what? My team didn't perform well enough. We we got sidetracked, Kyle. Yeah, we did. <laughs> At least it wasn't Disneyland. We should, you know, what we should do is the uh, the Jiffy Lube player. I was game. thinking that exact same thing. So if you're new to the show, Jiffy Lube has uh, very kindly given us 82 Jiffy Lube gift certificates to give away. 100 of them. No, no 82, 82 100 dollar gift, gift certificates. Thank you. 82 100 dollar gift certificates. One for every Kings game this season. So, because there was a game last night, we have another one to give away today. Um, our Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game, it was an easy choice for me last night. And, James, I'm hoping you agree because we didn't really discuss it. But, Damana Sabonis is your Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game from last night. Congratulations to him. He had a triple-double and was the Kings, I thought, most productive player last night. And he's your what's our password? Domas. That was what the I had. Password. To, I was is like, dude. As I'm talking, as I'm talking, I'm like, I'm forgetting something. I'm forgetting something. What am I forgetting? D O M A S. Domas. ESPN1320.com is the website. There's a Jiffy Lube screen right in the front. It's yeah. Click on that. It takes you to the contest page. Enter Domas. D O M A S. That's your code word to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate or to enter to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. Speaking of Jiffy Lube, while we're here, while we're talking about the homies. Oh, yeah. They're giving away PS5s. We're giving away PS5s. We're, we're giving away PS5s cur- the courtesy, of, courtesy of Jiffy Lube. So Jiffy Lube dropped off a gang of PS5s for us to give away. We're going to do that next week. We're going to be doing that via call-in. Oh, Collins. So we're going to be opening the lines. I'm going to have to do a whole thing where I go 909-1320-916-909-1320. I'm going to have to do that whole thing. Oh. And we're going to give these away. Yeah. And I I heard I heard tell that we're going to be having more stuff that goes that goes with it. Yeah, I think we are. Um, um I think tomorrow we're going to Unconfirmed, but we're going to talk about one thing that goes with it. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think tomorrow. Mild. And then maybe again on Friday. Oh my God! Okay, yeah, I love I love this for our for our listeners. So those PS fives, we will be giving those away next week again, courtesy of Jiffy Lube. Shout out to them; we appreciate it greatly. And I believe D'Lo and KC are going to give one away on Thursday when they're at Sky River. I think so too. I think that's going to be the case. I think it's J- a Jiffy Lube Christmas. Damien Damien was saying he's just going to jack the one that we opened, and oh. I'm like, bro, that ruins the bit because then we don't have an open one sitting behind you. Yeah. We'd have to open another one. We would have to open another one. I'm excited about this. This is awesome. Me too. PS5s are amazing. They do crazy things. Um, so yeah, big shout out to our friends at Jiffy Lube. Yeah, when you when when uh, our guy from Jiffy Lube said uh, said yeah, I want to give away PlayStation fives. It's like, I'm sorry, like one or two, and he's like, no, 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 I'm giving away five of them. Five of them. Like, oh, <laughs> all right, you got it. <laughs> we can do that for you. Well, so that's what we're doing next week. Happy yeah. holidays, everybody. Regardless of 
<laughs> Whether you're a video game person or not, <laughs> both of us are thinking the same exact thing right now. Uh, it's okay. We'll just move on. How about that? That I'm trying to steal one? No. Oh. No. No, just me? Is yeah. that live? Uh, you're, um. <laughs> Kyle trying to sneak out glass windows. We see him on D-Lo and Casey. Like, I'm like, dang, to... that's crazy. I'm just going to take this to the winner. <laughs> the name is Miles Cadson. <laughs> no. Oh, Kyle. Right. Pelicans 127, Kings 117. Yes. Last night was concerning for me, man. I, like, I, I, the De'Aaron Fox slow start, six turnovers, most since January of last season. Okay. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm soft and giving him a pass. Okay. But then I've got here, I'm going to just run down my list of concerns from last night and you can either talk me off the ledge or we can talk about why it's a concern. Okay. Harrison Barnes play last night. <sighs> I saw 33 minutes in the box scroll. I'm like, good cardio sesh. Did did you get sound for Mike yeah, Brown I sure about did. this? I sure I sure did. We're gonna because yeah. Mike Brown was hit a couple of times with the Harrison Barnes situation. I this, I don't. What do you got? <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> I I don't want to say I disagree with the coach, but I I, I want to discuss what he said. Here's here's Mike Brown on Harrison Barnes' performance in the Kings' loss to the Pelicans. We got a lot out of him. I thought he did a nice job with Zion. Obviously. He didn't score a ball at the, at the clip that you hope for. But for us to score 117 points, especially uh, you know with the turnovers we had in the first half, uh, that's more than enough. We just got to do a better job uh, defensively. In a ball game of this magnitude, we got to take care of the ball, do all the little things. And, and we, did, we didn't do it. You know, like to give up a free throw, tip in with .3 or whatever seconds is to end the half, that's not good. Your mind's not in the right spot uh, to win a, a game of this magnitude. So did you take that part about you give, in, give up the tip-in at the end of the first quarter? Did you take that as Harrison Barnes? No, that was, was Harrison what, Barnes. Play. Right, okay, so that's right. So that's what I was, I was no, confused. No, no. Why did he go there with that? Um, it's like it's like Harrison Barnes was cl- very clearly ineffective last night. I didn't think he was awesome defensively. He took four shots. Excuse me. Sorry. Three shots. He scored four points. He was one of two from the line. Four rebounds and assists. A steal and a block. A couple of turnovers. He just he wasn't there. And it felt like Mike Brown to me in that answer. He goes like, yeah, you know, he did a good job on Zion, this and that. And I mean, but the other stuff we did, oh boy. It's like he didn't necessarily like disagree. I, he he keeps saying, like, kind of what I've said a little bit here, and, and it's not be, it's not because Mike has said this before. Like Harrison Barnes is a fifth option, sure, and no one's running a play for Harrison Barnes, sure. He he says it multiple times. We're not running a play for Harrison Barnes. I have that sound too. Okay, on Harrison Barnes' role. So like when I when I look and see what's happened here, like is he great? N- no, but. I will still like the the some of the advanced stats still say that he's perfectly fine. You just need better players doing other things. And okay, okay. In that game specifically, I, I think yeah. Did did he totally disappear on the defensive end? I mean, on the offensive end, sure, right. 
it, it's not it's not that they're not running plays for him or whatever it is, but you just talked earlier about something needs to change here. This yeah. group this particular group of players is not going to get it done. And when you look at this particular group of players, it's not Darren Fox, it's not Debonis Sabonis, it's not Keegan Murray. Kevin Herter, okay. But Harrison Barnes, you talk about needing length and you talk about needing athleticism. A 31-year-old Harrison Barnes is not getting, A, he's not getting younger, and B, you can be more effective than he was last night. And he's playing 34 minutes. Oh, no, I, I, I agree 100%. He can't have that kind of offense, offensive production. And he's got to do more on the rebounding side. I totally agree. And, he can, and like, he look, can just be so much more impactful than he is. Yeah, I think I think that there are ways that he can be more impactful, but like you also have to look at it and say, like, is he the right player for this team at the right time? And the answer is probably not. If there's a way that you can make this team better, it's mm-hmm. specifically at that position. You mm-hmm. need a longer, more athletic player. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it comes down to the fact that Domana Sabonis isn't a long athletic player. It comes down to the fact that Kevin Herter isn't a long and super athletic player. Mm. So if you're going to look at the group, the same you could even say about Keegan Murray. He's he's okay athletically. He's okay length and size wise mm. for the for a three four combo. But that's the problem. And if there's one way that you can fix it, it's going to be. Chances are, it's going to have to be using a 31-year-old you know, player under contract for another two years to fill that void because the other guys are younger, the other guys fit the system, they're doing what they need to do. But you also have to understand that when you go and replace that player, mm-hmm. that it could be a guy like Matisse Thibel who doesn't play offense at all. Sure. You know, it could be a guy like P.J. Tucker who doesn't play offense at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, Harrison Barnes, does he need to do better I, I totally would agree with that but like defensively he was not horrible like there was like two plays in a row where like zion powered through him okay mm. yeah, zion powers happen. through everybody yeah. sure right but if you look overall and start looking at like how the game played out and why it played out the way it did i it to, wasn't to me- harrison barnes missing eight shots in a row and <laughs> killing you sure it wasn't but it's not it's not just last night it's like this is a culmination and when you talk about hey let's let last night showed where the kings really lack that length that athleticism that size and then you go look at what happened last night okay De'Aaron Fox found a way to be effective was he great in the first half no Demonis Bonus really really good game Kevin Herter you talked about it flying around he didn't didn't shoot it great you'd like to see him go better than two for seven but was not was not an issue was five of ten from the field overall Yeah. yeah and then there's Harrison Barnes Harrison Barnes took as many shots as Sasha Vizenkov, who played six minutes. And I, I get, I get, I get it, it's not, it's not the, vo- it's not necessarily the volume. It is, it is. This is just a perfect box score that, to me, indicates like, man, Harrison Barnes is just really. They could, when you talk about getting better, having a player better than Harrison Barnes is the logical like. Okay, this is where they can improve. I agree one hundred percent, but. You got to find a player that's better. Yeah. And as of right now, 
they don't have a player that's better. If someone wants to say Sasha Vizenkov is a better player, mm. I will just tell them straight mm. up, you're wrong. Yeah, no, that's not right. Y- you're wrong. That's not. And that's, Kessler it, Edwards is not a better player. No, I don't. I don't think it's on this roster, and I think that's kind of the point. Well, I get it. That's the point. Yeah. But but here's Mike Brown has to coach the roster that's out there that he has, and here's like, look, I want to. This is Mike Brown talking about Harrison Barnes' role after after the game last night. We're still defining the role, so it's not, you know, it, but I can tell you just in general, he's going to have to help us rebound. Uh, he's going to take on some tough defensive assignments, right? And then, you know, he's going to shoot the ball when he's open. You know, I don't, the one thing that you guys have to understand is I don't call any plays for HP. Everything he does, he kind of gets off of others. And so, you, you know, that's going to bring. A, uh, amount of uh, inconsistency too because he doesn't get a single play call for him. And, um, you know, when he's had big games, it's been him feeding off of others and all that type of stuff. And, you know, we, we didn't, I don't know if, you know, I'd have to go back and watch the film, but I don't feel like we touched the paint enough. And, and you know, they send a lot of guys to the paint, but I don't feel like we touched the paint enough. And then when the ball got sprayed, uh, excuse me, and then the ball gets sprayed. You know, I felt when we touched that paint, a lot of times it was to try to score. You know, and HB is is, a, is really good feeding off of us touching the paint. Spray happens. He either shoots it or spray, swing to him, hard close out, and, and he snap drives and gets by people. He didn't have much opportunity to do that tonight. That felt like a lot of words to go, meh, I don't know. Like, okay, well, the problem that I have is like listening to it back, and I, and I heard it when he said it, and it got under my skin when he said it. We talked about in pregame. Somebody asked Mike specifically about the role of Malik Monk and how important he is to this team, and how accepting a role, and you know, and Mike went on a spiel about how during the the off season. They mm-hmm. sit down with these players and they define each role mm-hmm. and they have they take part in in filling out a sheet of what their role is. And then there's a point where they go in front of the team and they explain what their role is to the team. Mm-hmm. But Harrison doesn't have a, a defined role yet. I'm confused. I'm confused. And I was confused when he said it. And it's like, okay, look, we're not going to make this into the Harrison Barnes press conference because that was the second question about Harrison not being productive. It's more of a quiet conversation that you might have at a practice or, uh, you know, like Mm -hmm. a Mm walk-off where you start having conversations about that. But I was confused by that. And, like, look, he's your veteran. He's a guy that, like, the, the players trust. But that doesn't mean that eventually you're not going to have to go a different direction. He's not the same age as the rest of the guys. He's mm-hmm. not on the same path as the rest of the guys. And there will come a point where you have to replace him. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not on Mike Brown. Like Mike Brown doesn't make that decision. Mike Brown has to play the, the cards he's dealt mm-hmm. and do the best he can with those cards. And like, look, I will still tell you that having a player that is league average at everything for his position, which is sure. Harrison Barnes, mm-hmm. they can pl- they can stay league average for 33 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good player. Now, it's, is it's it a fine. great player? But in order for this team to take the next step? That's just it. 
they have to have a better version of that's, that's it. just it. Like and there's and there's people in our in our chat right now on YouTube, youtube.com slash ESPN thirteen twenty. Uh Keegan Murray watch. Are the Celtics freaking out because they lost to Indy? First of all, it's not freaking out. B <laughs> the Celtics are way more championship ready than the Kings are. Yeah. Like the Celtics yeah, yeah. have gotten there. They are well, I but not it's a great about a loss it's, here's a question, Keegan Murray watch. What do the Kings do against Jason Tatum? Mm. That's, or Jalen Brown. Well, I mean, Jalen Brown, I think you can figure out. Yeah, because he can't dribble. But Jason Sorry, Tatum, how do you stop Jason Tatum? Because Brandon Ingram is like a dumbed-down version of Jason Tatum. Mm. So if you think that you're going to go compete for a championship, mm-hmm. who will slow down Jason Tatum? And yeah. that's, you know, again, at the end of the day, that's what it's going to come down to. And then David Jackson says, after 19 games last season, the Sacramento Kings were 10-9, currently 11-8. and eight. Great. That's awesome. Are you confident that they're going to go hang with the best teams in the league in the playoffs? Yeah, that's tough. I'm not there. I'm not there. And maybe I'm nuts. Maybe they're going to get to April, and Harrison Barnes is going to average 15 a game in the playoffs, and everything's going to be awesome, and they're going to go win a title. Sure. But if you told me, if you came down from the future, and you said, hey, the Kings won the 2024 NBA championship, I would assume that there was a trade made at some point that involved, maybe it's not even Harrison Barnes. I'm just assuming he would have to be involved because of the money. Yeah. I'm assuming there was a trade made at some point where they upgraded their starting lineup, and it wasn't with Keegan Murray out, it wasn't with De'Aaron Fox out, and it wasn't Demonis Sabonis out. And I'm guessing it, it probably wasn't Kevin Herter out. It was probably Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Maybe it's Pascal Siakam. Maybe it's OG Ananobi. I don't know. I'm just naming Raptors now. <laughs> that's that's what just, we do here. We just, just name Raptors. We we name Raptors and Mason Plumley. Sure, that's yeah, the rule. The pl- various Plumleys. No, <laughs> and I think that that's it. It would be hey, okay, they dramatically improve their roster, and I think at some point, whether it's this season or next season, that's what they are going to have to do. And if they're and if they are content, and if if you uh, who is that David Jackson are content with, yeah, hey, be forty four fifty win range. Maybe win around in the playoffs. Great. If that's then cool. Like f- fine. I think that's about your ceiling as long as as long as Harrison Barnes hanging around. I I agree. Yeah. All right. Tough. More on this coming up. And the worst talking point in the NBA right now got surfaced last night. And we'll tell you so what dumb. it is next. He's James and Kyle. We're on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Center. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 